Welcome to Watching Movies with My Mom. I guess that's the name of this podcast. I'm Brandon Hardesty. I'm an actor. Uh, well, I guess formerly. I know it's been a while. Uh, I edit, write, and edit videos. And I like movies, and I like watching movies with my mom. I'm here with Susan Hardesty, my mom. Hi, Mom. Hi, Brandon. Um, so I thought this, uh, this, this might be a fun idea, because you and I... You know, I like to, we, I like to think we have a good relationship. Yeah, we do. And and we <laughs> and we, uh, you know, I see you every week because I bring my kids over here for you to watch them sometimes while I work. And you know, you've always been easy to talk to, and we laugh a lot over things that we like and things that we we do and th- things that we detest. <laughs> and uh, I thought today, since you and I really love Hocus Pocus, we would talk about Hocus Pocus too. Yes, which, which was just released. Uh huh. <laughs> But I guess to get a little, to give people a, a little bit of an idea of, I guess, our attachment to Halloween. Uh, see, I came over tonight to record this. I live like 10 minutes away and I, and I walked up and I see you in what I would describe as kind of a mild uh, annoyance or panic. And <laughs> you're digging through the pantry and I ask you, you know, what you're doing, and you say you're getting two of the Halloween lights outside were out. Yes, it was very upsetting. So we, <laughs> I watched as you, as I set up down here, you were taking care of business upstairs, making sure that the Halloween lights were good to go. It's October 6th. I know, but there has to be some whimsy in our neighborhood, and you do know I'm the only one. Yeah, you've really held on. Like, growing up, you know, Halloween was, you made Halloween special, so... You okay to describe you more? You yes. You're a mother. I am, um, and a grandmother, and a grandmother. And you, let's see. You had a uh, you had aspirations to be an archaeologist, but you decided to have a family instead. So <laughs> I'll throw those dreams away. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and then you had me. You had Aaron, my older sister. Um, and growing up, you always make things very special whether it's Christmas or Halloween, especially Halloween. So like, I don't know, describe, describe what you, what you have done, what you do, what the house looks like right now. Um, and, well, what, and, what, and I guess, what do you love about Halloween? Um, I just love Halloween. It makes me feel like I'm six years old again. I love it. So we, I decorate, there's lights all over the deck and around the pool and there's a fire pit and there's a fog machine and there's <laughs> Halloween music and just, I like it all. What can I say? And it was, and it was, you know, it was cool when um, the entire neighborhood was doing that. Yes. And now you're, I think you must be the last and nobody has any kids in this neighborhood but anymore. We're now we're all empty nesters, but I still put my lights and my pumpkins and my hay bales out and... I light them up every night, and I'm sure the whole neighborhood laughs and talks about me, but <laughs> it's like <laughs> got to be some whimsy. Got to have some whimsy in your life. So you do, this is like a therapeutic thing. You just continue to do it for yourself? Well, or? for for you, because you like it. I do, I and do And my like grandchildren it. love it. They would be so disappointed if they came over here and I just offered them hot dogs on a plate. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the thing about you is that you like to make things special for everybody. That's I how do. you, I guess, communicate your love. Yes. 
You know, you that's why you decided to, you know, dad didn't understand, but you wanted to get a pool. And you're like, I want a pool. I want people to come over and spend the summers in the pool. Was, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and now we have a pool. <laughs> yeah. Um, With lights around it for Halloween. And it's, you, and it's so elaborate. Everything is so, like, the, the, it always feels like such a home. I wish I had the energy that you had <laughs> to make a home a home. But it's like everything is so laid out and very particular. Every room has a theme. There's been a, there's a bathroom upstairs that has, it's just like the pumpkin bathroom. <laughs> it's not even just around Halloween. It's just like pumpkins. Year-round, pump, yes. Pumpkin wallpaper. The little glass pumpkins in like a pumpkin jar. <laughs> um, let's see. All right. Well, to, to to sort of get have people get to know us a little bit more. Okay. What you're a big reader, and uh, you 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 do watch a lot of TV shows and movies, but like you're a big reader, and you're a very eclectic reader. You're not like a regular mom. <laughs> Thank goodness. You're, you, like, what are your, what are some of your favorite authors? And because it, it ranges from like G.K. Chesterton to Anne Rice. Well, that's to, what I would say. G.K. Chesterton, C.S. Lewis, Frederick Buechner, Anne Rice. Um, I'm trying to think. I only have 500 books up there in the library. You, you have and, and my a, mind is going completely blank. You know, there's a whole library up there. Um, I, I when the pandemic hit and we kind of bubbled in the in the in the same house as you for a little bit. Um, I made a spreadsheet like of all your books. <laughs> it was like over a thousand, and you've read all of them, and they're not even. That's not even ten percent of what you've oh, read. I've given away probably 500 donated here and there over the years. So you like a lot of. Um, a lot of I like a lot of fantasy. You like a lot of fantasy. So the, yeah, that, that's where you're at. And especially with movies and TV shows, that's what you like. Yes. In fact, uh, let me just... Hold on a second. I'm bringing up uh, letterboxd.com. Because I thought this was fun. Um, I made my like top 100 movies on, on Letterboxd, the social media website you can use to sort of categorize movies. And I asked you what your favorite top 10 films were. And I still have them here. <laughs> this will, I, I think uh, getting a top 10 list of someone's favorite movies, if they're into movies, is a good way of getting to know them. So this is like a little s- snapshot of who you are. Um, number 10, you have Sabrina. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Casablanca, number nine. Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home <laughs> for number eight. That was a, that was a left turn. Uh, Disney's Sleeping Beauty. A Summer Place at number six. And let Hocus Pocus is at number five. <laughs> That's your number five all-time favorite well, movie is Hocus Pocus. Of course, it has all that sentimental value because you and I went to the theaters and you were six years old. Yeah. And we loved every minute of it. We did. And have watched it every year since. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, yeah, definitely. We'll get into that. And then, like, you got Matilda, uh, Harvey with Jimmy Stewart. Drop Dead Fred is number two. A big clap to that. I love Drop Dead Fred. And at the very top of the list here, we have Splendor in the Grass. Ah. So, like, if we continue doing this podcast, maybe there's some of these movies I haven't seen. I've never seen Splendor in the Grass. And if that's your favorite movie, I'd like to get to know my mom better. If that's your favorite movie, there's something in there that's, like, part of your DNA. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know. So. And what were your top ten movies? My t- Oh, hold on. Let me bring mine up. My top 10 movies are Chicago, There Will Be Blood, Cabaret, 
have like several musicals on here. Up, Rocky, The Truman Show, Inside Out, Annie Hall, Little Shop of Horrors, and Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Ah, yes, I can see that. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. So like, you know, I guess, you know, you're not a typical mom, so you, you, you're, there's nothing that really will, that's too grotesque for you. You know, there's, you'll watch things with a lot of sex and a lot of violence, a lot of light. It doesn't matter if it's a good story. It's you everything just, except horror. I don't yeah, like you're not into horror, and I've been. And again, if we do continue this podcast, there are some horror movies that kind of ride the line of what I think you would be willing to watch. You've tricked me into several. Horror I didn't films. mean to trick you. I had you watch Us with Jordan Peele's Us, <laughs> oh. and I thought that was enough because there was a lot to talk about. His movies are really, you know, there's a lot of layers and themes and things that he weaves in there very well, and I thought that would be a good discussion movie but i guess not we haven't really talked about it since we watched it now we can try it again if we're going to do this i'll be willing to sit through a few scary movies yeah let's not let's not do that one again i'll find a different one all right so um uh hocus pocus yeah you and i really love the original hocus pocus oh we do so you so what you took that you took me to see that when i was six what um when did you first hear about it and like did you see it on tv and be like oh that looks like fun and were you a Bette Midler fan? Like, what was it? I don't know if I saw it advertised or if we were just over there near the movie theater and I saw the poster and went, ooh, look at this. <laughs> oh, this looks like fun. Disney, <laughs> Bette Midler. This has got to be good. The poster got you. Yeah, it was the poster. The poster drew me in. You got to think how long ago this was. Yeah, that's right. I mean, you're not, you know, you're not using dial-up internet to look this up. Yeah. You probably saw... And again, you know what? I don't know if you remember this. Hocus Pocus came out in July. Yes. So we saw it in the summer. Mm-hmm. You saw like trailers for this and stuff. Or, or I don't, you, like you, I said, I don't remember seeing a trailer. I, pro- I think probably when we were over there one day getting your grilled cheese and milkshake <laughs> at Woolworths, yeah. I, saw, I saw the poster and went, ooh, let's do, let's do this. That's so weird. On a hot summer day, you see oh, a poster for Oh, and we were all, like a... one of 20 people in the theater. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting because I because I, I remember it's one of the few um, childhood theater experiences I remember more vividly. I remember sort of seeing Home Alone two. I remember sort of seeing Honey I Blew Up the Kid. Um, but Hocus Pocus, I remember just having a great time, and those gates close at the end, and it was just everybody walking out of the theater. It's weird in my head. It feels like it's Halloween time, but it must have just been July 29th on a Thursday. Like, yeah, I'm sure that's what it was. Just walk out into the blistering hot sun after watching a Halloween movie. That's but weird. We loved it. We loved it. We did. And it's uh, and I guess we weren't the only ones because it got this cult following. You know, it didn't do very well when it came out. A lot of people in my generation love, grew up watching it. Um, and I don't know if you know this, but it, it's at least for, I get the impression from reading about it that it attracted a, a large part of the LGBT base. There's a lot of gay, queer people that are Hocus Pocus fans. There's a little bit of a... of um, Who could blame them? I mean, it's because it's, <laughs> really? it's, it's very campy. Yeah, yeah. The singing. And it's got that Midler. And was, now, is Bette Midler a gay icon? I don't know. If, I, 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 I feel like she is. She is. I, don't I know think why. she is, yeah. Um, 
Oh, by the way, I meant to just describe you. You lit up a pumpkin, a fake pumpkin that's sitting on our desk. By the way, we have two glasses of white wine. You really set the mood in, in our pumpkin wine glasses. In pumpkin wine glasses. Even though nobody will see this, this is for you. Like this was for me. It's getting us in the. It's getting me. Yeah, I thought that was funny. So, um, oh, you know. Uh, let's see. So yeah, so we loved Hocus Pocus and and Halloween in general. Yeah, I loved Halloween growing up. You made it always very. You made it very special. You'd always wear like a big flashy costume. Right. Like what costumes did you wear? You were. Oh, I was a wizard for couple years he had a purple wizard a purple costume wizard thing i think i did the witch mm-hmm. um, did you do maleficent one year no? oh yes i've done maleficent <laughs> a few years oh, okay. i still have that costume yeah okay okay I, I may put that on this year all right if you bring noel over to trick-or-treat here we'll sit on the porch like we used to do and talk to all the kids <laughs> yeah yeah as I, I i'm continuing to see details in this room that i think i should bring up because i it doesn't feel it, it i pass by this all the time but i don't think anything of it because it seems normal but you have a tree full of like 30 silly hats on them directly behind you i see a jester hat a witch's hat i see a top hat it's a princess hat there's a princess hat there's a wizard hat that looks like the one that mickey wore in the in the fantasia movie it's just so it's so festive in here your son loves the hats he puts on puts them on every time he's here um i really wanted to say uh that it was so goddamn festive in here but there's <laughs> something in me that doesn't want to curse in front of you <laughs> i know i do sometimes but i feel bad every time i don't know why <laughs> i don't know i'm 35 years old but it's still there's something about it i don't know it doesn't bother me it bothers me less to curse in front of you than it does to curse in front of dad oh well, that's a whole different thing <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like he loves me a little less if I curse in front of him, whereas you don't care. I don't know. Well, you know, you're my favorite. All right, excellent. So, and now all these years later, they made a Hocus Pocus two, and which we highly anticipated. We did. I was excited about it, and you know, there's the usual discourse online you know that's another thing before before we move forward is that it's fun to talk to you um on a podcast because you really have no dog in the fight of being on the internet no i don't you're not on twitter you're not on like instagram you don't have a following of any kind you don't give a shit yeah you're just on you're on facebook privately for your family so you can kind of like you you nobody can touch you you can kind of say anything you want (laughs) you can't get canceled you can all the weird anti-Semitic stuff you say to me all the time. You can say what? that all you all you want. Stop that! I don't say that. what. It's not. I defend to the death your right to say it, but I don't agree with it. Stop! I'm just, You're make, he's making that up. You're I know. Of course, I'm making it up. I'm joking. It's fine. <laughs> Somebody might pull that out. No. Those two sentences and think I'm a real ass. The look on your—you had pure panic on your face. What are you doing? <laughs> my mom loves the tribe. She does. She, my wife is Jewish. She's not an anti-Semite. I promise. <clears throat> anyway, let's move on from that, I guess. So, hocus pocus. That wasn't t- even funny. <laughs> it was. It was to me. Um, <laughs> 
Somebody's going to pull that out. No, they're and, but, not. Nobody's going to care. And say, did you hear about Brandon Hardesty's mother? <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, I thought she was such a nice person. <laughs> no. <laughs> it must be true. He said it in a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we can talk about the Jews later. Hocus Pocus 2. So it was released. You watched it. And let me just see if I can find the um, <clears throat> the Facebook message that you sent me. <laughs> I mean, this is a movie that we have just, we, we've anticipated. We have a lot of strong opinions about it, like a lot of Hocus Pocus fans, because it has a special place in our hearts. Oh, I don't have Facebook logged in on my... Here, I'll give it to you. Oh, okay. She's pulling up the Facebook messages right now. So what? So read read what you sent me after you watched, I guess, some of it. <laughs> I guess this is what I sent you. Yeah. Hocus Pocus 2. Such a disappointment. Disney, you could have done better. You must have paid BMJP and KN a fortune to show up and walk through HP2. No plot. <laughs> a few throwbacks to the original HP1. None of the innocence, magic, and wonder of HP1. Everything about this was just bad. Well, yeah, well, that, that was your Facebook post. And then I had somebody went, oh, I liked it. Oh, <laughs> fuck them. Whatever. Yeah, I had a friend you, you say, <laughs> But you sent me a message like, it's really bad. And I was like, all right, I'll watch it. And I was like, <laughs> I really try and go in, really tried to go in with an open mind. And uh, so, okay, Hocus Pocus 2, what's the story? Can we recount the story? The witches are back. The witches are back. Now, the first 10 minutes with the little girls. Yeah, there was a prologue with uh, that took place in Salem in the 1600s, like it did in the first film. And it had three little cute child actresses playing the Sanderson sisters. I've been told I'm getting old and I must marry John Pritchett. Reverend Trask arranged it, said it was his duty since father died. Did Slee say no? Of course. Then I took the Lord's name in vain. Twice. <laughs> Thou art most wicked, Winnie. And they were great. And I thought, oh, this is going to be really cute. There's, they're doing a whole little backstory here. We're going to see what happened. And then it just... Yeah, well, it, it, I really did enjoy that. Uh, yes. I, I, I liked the casting of the 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 act the little actress that played Winifred. Oh, she did such a great job. You could tell she was having fun. You could also tell that she was like a, a polished disney actress like this this girl is either just just really you know she's really good or her mother beats her a lot until she gets it right (laughs) but she was whatever and she was having fun she she you could tell she was having a lot of fun um and then uh it cuts to modern day and there are there are three girls um, two of them, this, it seems like they're all best friends, or at least one of them is kind of drifted from the group because she had got a boyfriend and a whole other group of friends. So the yeah. other, they would have this ritual every Halloween where they would go and... It was the girl's birthday. Oh, that's right. It was like every year, the main character's birthday... I guess we should name her something. I don't remember her name. I can't remember any of their names other than the Sanderson sisters. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, the three, it's the main girl's 16th birthday, and they have this little tradition where they go out into the woods and they do like witchy stuff and they set up a little candle and, you know, it's like just a fun little thing. Another year begins anew, maiden mother and crone too. 
We call on thee with one request. Help our intentions manifest. All the hardcore Christians watching don't think it's just a fun little thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm sure. I'm sure. But um, to the end. Yeah, I'm sure it's banned. Yeah, completely. Uh, and so they, and then, so this, then the Sanderson sisters original home, which was a museum in the first one is now like a magic shop, uh, owned by this really perky over the top, like, uh, dude who kind of puts on a show and tells the Halloween story. I am Gilbert the Great, here to terrify and amaze you with the most bone chilling legend of all Hallow's Eve. That of the Sanderson sisters. And then he sells black candles and salt. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's all about money. And then, um, so he tricks... He, the little girls. He tricks the girls and he gives them a black flame candle. But he doesn't tell them it's like a real black flame candle. Well, he's remade the black flame candle. Right, to but, bring the Sanderson sisters back. Yeah, book helped him make, remake the black flame candle. Okay, and then he wanted to bring them back, but why? Because he saw them when he was a little boy when they exploded in the cemetery. <laughs> he saw the witches explode as a nine-year-old and thought, wow. <laughs> I want to bring them back. <laughs> There's not... <laughs> I'm sure there's... Weak plot. Really weak I see. Yeah, I saw you. Yeah, he explains to them when they come yeah. back. Like, I saw you that night. <laughs> I saw you explode. <laughs> and I thought, well, there must have, you know... <laughs> they I'm going to bring, bring them back. They shouldn't have exploded like that. There's a good reason that, that they should be alive. So she, she, he brings back... Um, the Sanderson sisters by tricking them into the little girl, take a black flame candle. She lights it, doesn't go out, which has come back. They come back. And this is where I really started tuning out. Oh, like, I was already, oh, oh. <laughs> they come back and they start singing a song. The worst song ever. Oh, it's bad. It's really bad. We were running wild and so reviled, raising Cain until we got exiled. But times are changing. Now we're on the attack. Yeah, the spell is going to hit you because the witches are back. <laughs> Look, the whole energy of it, I, 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 I turned it off. I watched it in two steps. You actually sent me a text at midnight that said, this is insufferable. I did. It was insu and I wrote a review and I said, insufferable. Yeah. And then I thought, I didn't give it a fair chance, so I should finish it. I turned it off when they started singing on stage, uh, I'm going to get you, get you, get you, get you, get So I finished it and hit, look, here are my thoughts. In fact, all right, hold on. Let me, I'm going to bring up, I, I, I thought I might've put this okay, like you know, on, on letterboxed here. I want to read some of my review for it. And I want to get your thoughts. Um, so my original review was one star out of five. And I said, insufferable. And then I said, edit. This deserves a real review. I was getting over strep throat at the time of watching and very irritable, and I turned it off halfway through. After finishing it, here are my thoughts. Um, I honestly don't know if this movie's bad or not. <laughs> and I, I, I'm going to read some of it, but like... Yeah, yeah. My, the getting blinded by the nostalgia of something, mm -hmm. like it's impossible to get out of this tunnel vision and see something for what it is. Like, it, it's... Um, 
the original I'm reading a little bit more of the review and the original Hocus Pocus has a special place in my heart like it does so many 90s kids maybe I loved the original because Disney knew how to cater to my age group at the time it's complete it had 90s references and anachronisms like whoa Hollywood and there's like uh, there's all these different it, it just it was very 90s oh dude tubular the main character the main guy uh, Sam had the, the hair that I dreamt of all my childhood that I wanted. He had like this long, flowy hair that he parted in the middle that every 90s kid and every Are You Afraid of the Dark episode had. And, the, and he wore like a cool short sleeve shirts over long sleeve shirts. And he played the drums. And he had like a cool room. It was like, I wanted to be him. And then... <laughs> I don't know. And then there's like a Madonna joke in there with the mother. There's like, it's very 90s. And there was a, a rhythm to it. There was a, yeah, there was a rhythm to it. And it, but there's so, like, and my argument is that they made a, a, this Pocus Pocus 2 feels like Disney now. Like mm-hmm. they are catering to the Disney fan base now. Yes, I it, can see that. It feels like every really corny, over the top Disney show where it's like you can't go too big i mean take for example you got tony hale who plays the mayor of the of salem (laughs) who's like who has this on and tony hale i don't know if you know who tony hale is i don't did you ever watch arrested development no Uh, it have a vampire in it if not no i didn't no it was (laughs) a vampire um it it was uh it was just a a great comedy on fox but it, it was tony hale is like this legendary improv comedian he was on veep also i auditioned with him and it was in the same room as him auditioning for veep and, and he improved a scene with this other actor and he's just so he, he was part of a, a i think the upright citizens brigade which is an improv troupe and class in la and new york like internationally and he's very funny and he does over the top all the time so when they cast him as caramel the, apples well, he's well because he he plays two parts because he's the he's like the 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 brim, fire and brimstone minister in Salem, sixteen ninety two. Atone for thy disgusting words, and agree to marry John Pritchett. And then he's this really like goofy, nerdy, nice guy who's the mayor of Salem, and all he wants are caramel apples from this very special. It's like Kathy's Cauldron or something. Gabby, Gabby, I don't know. And listen, you have to have one of her caramel apples. It will, it'll change your life. Promise me? Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all just, it's just like, okay, it's just Disney funny. You know, you cast someone like Tony Hale and whoever was the actor was that played the owner of the, the magic shop, he was doing the same. It just felt like they're in front of a live studio audience or they have canned laughter. Yeah. Like it just felt like that. What are these? Angelica leaves. You burn them to lift curses. Did you take some? For you never know when you may be cursed on Halloween. Hey, you don't taunt the devil book. And so I wonder if I liked Hocus Pocus because I was of that age and they knew Disney used their science and their chemicals and they engineered in a test tube a movie that had the same things that I liked because I was born in 1987. But then you liked it too. I loved it. I I just think it's a better movie. I, I do. So if you were, if I was six now 
and you and you are my mother, which you are. I am your mother. Um, and we watched this, and I really liked it. W- w- what would you think? Would you? Would you? Would there be? Maybe there are positive emotions. Yeah, if you if you were six and you liked it, then I would buy it, and you would watch it all the time, and I would watch it with you. Well, here's a question: Was there anything <clears throat> I loved when I was six that? like any movie or TV show that you just thought was complete brain rot. And you're like, well, I guess he likes it. <laughs> I, re- I think because we watched a lot of movies when you were young. That was a kind of our thing. And yeah, yeah. I don't remember. What about Power Rangers? I was into Power Rangers for a minute. Go, go, Power Rangers! Oh, a minute. Briefly. Yeah? Yeah. You, you lost interest in that quickly. <sighs> It might have been like a summer. I also remember taking very seriously when you said something would rot my brain because I thought it actually would. So in my head, I knew from conversations with you that I couldn't watch Scooby-Doo because that would rot my brain. Just have an image of my brain just like turning, turning to jelly. gray. And, and like, yet we watched the peanut butter solution. Oh, the peanut butter solution. That's that's art. And we loved it. That's we watched amazing. that dozens of times. This bizarre low-budget indie horror movie that's like a nightmare made from Canada. And yet you look at it now and it's like, that's horrifying. I can't... Oh, man. We watched that together. So many, you were so young. Maybe seven, eight. Every good kid's movie needs something in it that just scares the shit out of you. Just like even if it's one moment. Well, you, know? you were a big fan. You like to be scared. I did. You were, you were into... Um, what were those books? Goosebumps. You went through those oh. books. Like, I, you know, I couldn't, I didn't have enough money to keep you in the books you were I know, so I was fast. pissed that you wouldn't buy me more Goosebumps books. Like, God damn it, Mom, buy me more Goosebumps. And you had 60, like 60 of them. I had 63. I had every book of the first series. You had a couple of first editions, too. Probably. And then, like, there was a buy two, get one free sale of them at Barnes and Noble sometimes. And mm-hmm. you'd come home, bring six books, and be like, yeah. <laughs> and I'd read, like, and then you'd yell at me because I'd read them too fast. <laughs> Oh, those were great, and then the goosebumps. Because I didn't have a very big budget when you were younger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe that maybe that was a good thing because you would have spoiled me even. Oh, more. I would have bought you. Yeah. Um. So, what are some things that we liked about Hocus Pocus too? Can you name something? Oh, I, I like the beginning. I like those three little girls. I mm-hmm. thought they were wonderful in the parts. Yeah. Especially yeah. the little redhead that played Winifred. Yeah. Um. I did not like the songs the witches sang. I they didn't make any sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, really. I'm gonna, gonna get, get, to, you, get, get you, get you, get you, get you. That was really. I mean, that's pretty. Really. That's, that's pretty on the nose. <laughs> I mean, I guess so. Is I put a spell on you, but, but, that, but was, that was that was different. They were at the masquerade party, and she jumped up on the stage, and I had put a spell on you. There's also a little bit of something in the in, that they did in this movie that it really bothers me because in the first one you can sort of get a sense that Winifred because she's you know she's she's the, she's the smart one. she's the smart one and she starts picking up on the 90s culture and she begins to understand it in context. This is you know this is not a big thing to notice but I, I I feel like this is part of it and I appreciate it where like when she goes to that Halloween concert she understands that oh these are. These are some odd machines that amplify my, the, their voice. And this is, oh, this is like the, 
you know, the, the, the musicians playing the lute in 1692. And I can go up here and, oh, this music, they, they're all kind of bewitched by it. And I can, we, we used to sing songs to bewitch people and I can use this. And it's all like... And then it, they end with the spell, which is... Yeah. You know, there isn't, there, that, that was just great. It was, it was all a logical kind of thing. <clears throat> And now, in the when she realizes that the little monsters are children in costume, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and then she begins. She puts it together very quickly, like Halloween has become a night of frolic, <laughs> where children put on don costumes and run amok. Like she gets it, but in the second one, you know, she they just get on stage and they know the song. Mary knows what cowabunga means. She's writing. She knows what surfing is. I'm surfing cowabunga. <laughs> They get they get their picture taken in Walmart, and they they hear of witches that eat children. <laughs> they, they live to eat children. Yeah, yeah. Souls. Yeah, souls. And they pose for a selfie. Can we take a photo? Photo. 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 It's a drawing. Yes. Oh, yeah. They pose. They gotta have. Well, it's like. It's like the executive is in the boardroom and and they're and they're throwing it. Well, if we're gonna have hocus pocus too, it's twenty twenty two. What do we need to have happen? They need to encounter things that are you that what they haven't seen cell phones yet. They so have, they just accept that that's what it is. You know, they let they let these kids do it instead of sucking their souls out. Huh. Well, they can't. They need the potion. Yeah, they need the po- but see, they think they got the potion because they drank all the youth lotions or. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> God, it's so dumb. It, 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 that was really dumb. Um, I will say the one part that really made me laugh out loud, like I actually did, was when Tony Hale, playing the mayor, he's in line to get his caramel apples, and he's like really excited for these caramel apples. He's been thinking about it all year. And he's just talking to the guy in front of It seemed like an improv moment. He was like, have you ever had these apples before? Yeah. Get ready. Really good. Get ready. Have you had these before? Oh, get ready. <laughs> Get ready. <laughs> oh my. I don't know. It's something about it. It was just so gleeful and, and funny. Um, and then I love that Billy was in it. Yes. Yes. Uh, Doug Jones returned as Billy Butcherson. Who are you? <laughs> zombie! Kill a zombie! Stop! I am a good zombie! And, you know, it kind of makes sense that they would bring him back. Doug Jones has since become a huge star, you know, in his own way. You know, like he's still not, I guess if you, people probably still don't know his name if you said his name. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after being in The Shape of Water, that came out, this huge Oscar nominated winning movie. And then How he's. Where the hands with the. And that, yeah, well, Pan's Labyrinth. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that came out, I think it was like 2006. But yeah, but like recently. And he's played this major character in the new Star Trek series. Whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think he's like a fan favorite. Uh, where, so and Doug, so he's he's this actor who's just, he's so good at the, the just physicality. He can do anything. And, and he's uh, came back as the zombie. Um, apparently, he, didn't, he didn't have enough to do. He didn't. They didn't give him enough to do. I was a little yeah, I was disappointed that there wasn't more of him. Yes. Um and I th- I still think that his accent was different. Yeah, that's it, what you said. He only had a few lines in the first one, but there was one line in the first Hocus Pocus where you can clearly hear like 
kind of like, I, I, well, I don't know, see how you would describe this. Where after he insults Winnie, he whispers to Sam, he's like, I've waited centuries to say that. I've waited centuries to say that. Oh, say what you want, just don't breathe on me. So, and then, what does that sound like? That sounds like New York. Sounds like New York or like Boston. Yeah. It doesn't sound like New England. How you doing? Hey, hey, I've waited centuries to say that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> something jersey that's sad that's the only line they get one of the few lines they gave him and the only other line in, Hoc- in Hocus Pocus that I remember besides him insulting Winnie and saying that um, he lifts uh, Thora Birch into the grave and he's like in you go and that's it <laughs> <laughs> so in this one they gave him a lot more to do and he's and it was it was good to have a little bit of an arc and he had this affair with Sarah, but yeah. he's like, everybody got it all wrong. But he, he only kissed Winifred. Yeah, but Winifred lied to everybody and yeah. said that they were this passionate love affair and he yeah. cheated on her with Sarah. You were Winifred's lover and you cheated on her with Sarah, so she killed you. What? No, 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 no. That is not what happened. I shared one kiss with Winifred. One. Oh, she has sullied my name. For eternity. But he sort of had this Cockney accent, didn't he? Yes. He was sort of little, you know, you know, lower class. Yes. You know, nope, nope, that is not right. Very drop dead Fred. A little bit, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. He I li- did lose his head again, so they. Well, they they, they, they had to they do. They had that. that gag going again. And they put they, they, she tied his mouth shut again. They had that again. Um, and they had a black cat that really didn't make any sense because it didn't do anything but show up now and again. Yeah, I thought that was dumb. Um, another thing that I liked that I thought they, I think that this was done intentionally was that in the first movie, the director, Kenny Ortega, had a background in choreography. I think he might have either <clears throat> directed some music videos or he just had experience with dance. And so, and of course, he has Bette Midler on, with, working with him on the movie. And whenever he directed the three of them in a scene in the first film, they would... Uh, count <clears throat> they would count like beats as if they were dancing as if they were choreographing a dance number and that's what it looked like and that's what it, it looked like you can like just from the way they walked and they did not have that in this movie see i thought they did there were a they few moments a little, where they did they, they did a little bit but it wasn't as completely well done yeah yeah that's true I, 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 but I think that there was there was an effort. There was an effort, but in Walmart when they did the Amakamakamak, mm-hmm. they weren't in sync like they were in that first movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Small thing, I know. Um, let's see. There was one other thing that I liked. <laughs> Hold on. It was uh, I liked the expansion of Book as a character. I thought yes. that was a smart thing to do. Yes. They made Book. He has like his own opinions. Well, and he helped the magic guy make a new black candle. Mm-hmm. So he, he, and then he hid himself when he didn't want to be found. He hid himself on the bookshelf. Yeah. I, that was funny. That made me laugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was and good. And there were parts that, that really did make me kind of giggle. Yeah, they were cute parts. But, you know, it's like, it was just very benign kind of Disney. Yeah, and it wasn't so, much of a story. It just wasn't much of a story. And what'd you think of the ending? Spoilers. So I guess describe the ending. What happens? Well, Winnie wants to become the most powerful witch. Mm-hmm. The price she pays is she loses her sisters. And suddenly the the villain becomes all, I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, take my power, I want to be with my sisters. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. She they made her. I mean, if they're gonna be a villain, let them be a villain. I know she had this. They did this redeeming thing with her. Yeah, and it didn't work. Or she loved her sisters because yeah. In order to become the most powerful witch, you had to give up what you valued most. And she kept on skipping past the warning in the book. Um. Yeah, I guess. And she gave that little speech at the end, which just didn't fit her character. What is this feeling? Oh, I think it is my heart. <laughs> I fear it is breaking. Oh, I cannot bear this. Yeah, I don't know. Can I? I just thought of something. This really pissed me off. All right. This really grinds my gears. There was a moment. Winnie is either flying or passing by a window into a house or apartment building. She looks in the window and she sees a TV. And on the TV is the film Hocus Pocus. Yes. They had a cute thing. I think they wanted to throw in a little homage to to Penny and Gary Marshall. Who played the, the, the kind of lower middle class like annoying couple that they and he was dressed like a devil and they, like, they thought yeah. he was Satan and she was in her curlers and threw him out see now that was funny that was funny <laughs> my three favorite witches are you broads a little old to be trick or treating we'll be younger in the morning <laughs> yeah sure me too excuse me so they wanted, I, I get that you want to throw a little homage in there. Penny, Penny and Gary Marshall have since passed away. Thank God they're not alive to be in this movie. <laughs> and then, but then they just, they threw that in there. It's the actual movie, Hocus Pocus. Yes. So let's talk about the universe of this movie. <laughs> this is a movie, Hocus Pocus 2 exists in a world where at least everyone in Salem knows who the Sanderson sisters are. They are fans of them. They all dress up like them. Obviously, is a little commentary on the cult status of the first Hocus Pocus. And so what in this movie, in Hocus Pocus, in the universe of Hocus Pocus 2, the first Hocus Pocus movie was made? <laughs> is that starring and starred Bette Midler? Yes. And Sarah Jessica Parker and Kathy and Jimmy and then the witches come back and they all look exactly like... Bette Midler and Sarah, I don't know. Yeah, it's it was just, a little bit. It was stupid. It was stupid. Yeah, that's, yeah, okay, I think that's the word you were looking for. Yeah. It really, as a 35-year-old man watching this movie alone in my basement, really took me out of it. <laughs> um, so there are a couple things that I just, just real quick before we close. I want to read uh, something to you. Now, I wanted to sort of get uh, a feeling what other moms thought about this movie so i have a little something hold on uh this was a post on a facebook group called christians against hocus pocus 2 oh no um (laughs) i can't i i i scrolled through it and i was trying to figure out if it was a joke or not i don't know it's you know it's not outside the realm of possibility that it's serious uh, I'm going to read little snippets here. This is by someone named Christy. Long rant ahead. Owen has been sick the past two days with a stomach bug. He has slept most of the day. (laughs) He woke up screaming about 30 minutes ago, screaming his head off and terrified. I watched 
Hocus Pocus last night while the kids were asleep. I had on Hocus Pocus too when he woke up from his nightmare. What's the Christian mother doing watching Hocus Pocus by herself? I, you have to know your enemy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, You have okay. to know okay. what the devil is putting out there so you know, so you know how to fight so it. You can shield your children. Yeah. So uh, when I brought him back into the living room tonight, he saw the characters from the movie and immediately started screaming, No, no, no. I grabbed his face and redirected him and he told me they were in his dream taking his soul. Guys, he was asleep and has never seen this. I immediately cut it off and prayed over my children, praying for any spirits to leave his body and mind and my other children. I walked around my apartment praying and commanding it to leave. There's more. Do you want me to go Uh, on? Sure. Go on. It makes me want to (laughs) just... When I rededicated my life four months ago, I cut everything out of our home that was demonic, evil, false teaching, magic, etc., and away from my children and their TVs. Again, why is she watching Hocus Pocus too? That's what I'm saying. I go, you said no, your enemy, but I'm thinking if if she believes it's demon infested, she shouldn't even put it on her television. She shouldn't even have a television. She shouldn't. Really? She's she's getting tempted. It's, uh, <laughs> what is it? Wormtail whispering in, in her ear. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Screw tape. Screw tape. Helping him out. Uh, yeah, that's right. The Lord tells us to guard our hearts and minds. This means by what we watch, see, listen to, and many other secular things of the world that we have watched growing up because the world has indoctrinated into us at an early age that this cannot harm you because it's not real. Our lives have had so much peace since I cut all of the secular things out of our lives. Mm. Guys... Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he does it through simple things such as TV, internet, etc. He uses any way possible. just my mom is just rubbing her eyes right now, shaking her head. It's making you tired. It's making me tired reading this. I can't imagine what harm I did to you taking you to see Hocus Pocus <laughs> when you were six, and all the other movies. Well, Drop Dead Fred, you were very young, also. I I remember I remember first hearing um, about how there were people who thought Harry Potter was like demonic. I'm like, these people actually exist. And then I met one. There was I was I worked on uh, I acted on a real low budget uh, Christian indie film that was it was shot in Virginia. And oh, I, I remember that. One. Yeah, it was called The Bill Collector. Danny Trejo was in it for a couple <laughs> days. <laughs> Of course, he's like hardcore. I think he's like born again Christian. So I think he's like, he's, because after his life in prison, he's kind of, you know, well, whatever. I would say I'm a Christian also, but I, don't get me started. I know, I know. That's a whole other ball of wax. So like, I remember, yeah, somebody said, what do you, I would think I brought, I was reading. Um, <laughs> Probably a book I gave you. No, I was reading. Um, Oh, God. No, I was reading Catcher in the Rye for the first time. I had never read it. So I brought that with me. And I think somebody, some extra or somebody came up and started talking to me. Like, what are the books? I was like, I love the Harry Potter books. And she said something like, well, aren't they like, you know, you know, demonic? And I was like, no, they're not. Meanwhile, I bought you the Harry Potter book when you were 11. That's true. You bought me. A before first anybody, edition. Before anybody knew what Harry Potter was. This book is legitimately, it, if you hadn't written my name in it, 
And if it didn't have a couple stains of, of food, because I read it all in one day, devoured that it has thing. brownies on it. <laughs> I was eating brownies while reading it. It's this, still worth a lot of money. It's still worth like $5,000, isn't it? Yeah. I, and I only bought, I bought, I chose it because it compared it to Roll a Doll, which you loved. And yeah. I, and so I thought, well, we'll try this. And then I read it and went, wow. Yeah. And, but it was long before anybody else discovered Old Harry. That's right. It's still sitting upstairs. Yep. And it's you took it to an appraiser and everything. Like, yep. it's the real deal. Well, I was shocked when I looked it up and went, oh, it actually is a first edition. Well, it would be because you were just 11 years old. Mm-hmm. And every time I go into a used bookstore now, I look to see if there's mm-hmm. like a first edition that somebody didn't was, realize. We you had know? the first American edition. Yeah, yeah, that's true. The first UK edition is worth a lot yes, more. it's worth a fortune. It was like, yeah, the first edition of, um, they called it the, the Philosopher's Stone. Um, and we got off on a tangent there. Yeah, we did. All right, so what were we... Oh, yeah. There's this other thing I wanted to show you. Christian mother. Well, yes. the Christian mother. All right. Well, that's kind of, it just goes on and on. She's talking about God and Satan, but Jesus. You know, there's a whole. Yeah. Yeah. There's, you can fill in the blanks. You've read, you've heard about this woman before. Um, there's another mother that I want to run by you. Hold on. <laughs> uh, the title of this article, and this video sort of made the rounds a few days ago when Hocus Pocus premiered. Uh, you unleash hell on your kids. <laughs> Central Texas mom warns parents about Hocus Pocus too. So I'm going to hit play. I'll turn this around. I'll, I'll edit this so like people can hear it too. But a local mom is causing some controversy on social media oh, after gosh, coming she out she makes against the news. Disney's popular new some Halloween mom controversy, movie, man. Hocus Pocus too. News 10's Rissa Shaw sat down with the mother who got emotional over her concerns for other families and the media they're consuming. A worst case scenario is that oh, Tammy Fate Baker. you unleash hell <laughs> on your kids and in your home. Jamie Gooch She's is a really mother of three and too. the owner of Gooch Family Farms in Troy. Gooch. I love and Gucci, Gucci, Gucci. Wait a minute. You know what a Gooch is? I don't know what a Gooch is. It's a what slang is? term for the just the area between your... your, your Oh, you, please you, don't say that. Whatever it is, I don't want to it, know. Yeah, it's the just between the rectum and then the, the penis or You're vagina. You're tell me anyway. <laughs> They call it the gooch. There's some things I don't need to know. Uh, I learned it from, from watching Jackass. That's what Steve-O called it, I think. Love anyway. everything to do with house and home. I believe everything starts here. This time of year, fall harvest is heavily celebrated in their household, but Halloween is not. It grieves me. Oh my gosh, she's crying. kids to darkness. Gooch says there's a spiritual war being waged against homes in America. Mm-hmm. Hollywood is part of the problem. Mm-hmm. And right now, one film in particular. The whole movie is based on witches harvesting children for blood sacrifices. In a recent exactly. Facebook post. It's not blood sacrifices. They're I taking their souls. Get it right. The reaction that I would get. Gooch advises moms against letting their kids watch Hocus Pocus 2. I believe whatever comes in our TV screens there are things attached to that. I've seen for myself the things that I've watched with my eyes or heard over a TV screen, they become manifested in, in real life. Everybody thinks it's fake and innocent, but they could be casting any type of spell that they want to. Anything could be coming through that TV screen into your home. We have to steal their souls. She says most of the feedback has been positive, but she knows her opinion isn't for everyone, and that's okay. She says it's healthy to stir up conversations just not cauldrons. How do you feel? How do you respond to people who are <laughs> oh, going to say, stop. you're crazy. Just <laughs> stop. It's all a good fight. <laughs> just 
stop. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I like where she's coming from. I think she's really cool. I think she's got her head on straight. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm going to agree with her on one thing. It's like, just nobody should watch Hocus Pocus 2. <laughs> It does, it does, something does come across the TV screen and it affects your life and manifests it in real life. Yes, it's insufferable. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. No, no. It's, yeah. it's, 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 uh, it's a very flash in the pan kind of. They tried to stay, I mean, trying for years. They kind of started to realize that it was getting popular again in the 20s. 20... They just threw it together. Yeah, that kind of did. They just threw it together. There wasn't even a story. Yeah, it was a shame. And did you watch the post credit sequence, though? I did not. Oh, well, you know... Uh, yeah, I hear there's another mode coming. Well, uh, what? Oh, that's one. <laughs> there's a Facebook page called Hocus Pocus Lovers. Oh, okay. <laughs> and apparently, are you, wait, are you a you part of this Facebook to, group? If, <laughs> if you watch to the end of the movie... They imply that they're going to do a Hocus Pocus 3. Oh, no, really? Yes. yes. I, I, I didn't watch that, but I I keep going to this page because it's like a train wreck. I didn't watch it all the way. I, I, I did see that after the movie ended, they did this thing where the witches were in a recording studio and they were singing that song that they sang when they uh, came back. Like, the witches the, are back. The witches are back. Oh, I don't know. I can't even remember the song because it's yeah. whatever. They were doing like... Just cute thing, you know, with headphones on. Sarah's acting stupid. Like, what is this thing? Is it a microphone or a dick? You know, like, <laughs> it's just really. Well, I hope the Christian mother didn't watch that part. Yeah, yeah. So then, so there's going to be a Hocus Pocus 3, huh? I, I, I really did not go back and verify what I read on the Hocus Pocus Lovers page. Don't believe everything you read on Facebook. Don't be like Dad. Yeah. Dad, mm-hmm. Dad thought Henry Winkler was well, dead for a these, week because these... <laughs> somebody. <laughs> Somebody said it. (laughs) These people on this page, they lived for this movie. They all... I'm sorry. I'm I'm trying to distract. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing because I remember Dad coming out sitting by the pool. Henry Winkler's... I'm sitting sitting by the pool. He's like, Henry Winkler's dead? I swear I got on my phone and like within two minutes, I'm like, no, he's not. Anything that Dad sees, he just believes it. That was very funny to me. Anyway, these these people on this page, you know, they just, it, it's, it's, I don't even know how to describe it, but I keep going back to the page because like I said, it's almost a train. They just, these, these people loved the movie. Mm-hmm. They, they had parties with Hocus Pocus food and costumes. Mm-hmm. They had these very elaborate gatherings for this. And every single one of these people, I just keep going to back, going back to see if any one of them says Oh, that was really a disappointment. Yeah. But they all loved it. But in the course of reading all that, um, somebody said, did you watch the end of the credits? They implied there'd be a a third movie. Well, these are... The people you're describing have no identity or personality that they're comfortable with. And so they attach themselves. I knew somebody like this who was a crazy person. (laughs) She used to come into Weiss all the time. She recognized me from my YouTube videos. She came up to me and she's like, I'm trying to describe, I'm trying to think about what she looked like, I'm trying to give people an image. Just, um, I guess, like a. a I remember a, this woman. I a know kind who, of. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> she looked like a wall eyed Wednesday Adams. 
And she's like, are you Brandon Hardestone? I was like, yeah. And she goes, I love all your videos. Mm. And so, like, you know, she, I couldn't avoid her. She'd come in all the time. She's very odd. And she was like a Tim Burton girl. Mm. You know, she uh-huh. would, when Tim Burton stuff was being sold at Hot Topic, and you could buy a little t-shirt with Jack Skellington on it. Nightmare Before Christmas shit. She was there for the opening, showing it in 3D at AMC. So anyway, these are people who have no personality, I think. Oh, when I read it, I went, oh, this is dear. These people love this movie. Yeah. You know, this is dear. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. If the... they're getting so much joy out of Hocus Pocus too, and I and I and I think, oh, that's that's really sweet. It is, and if they like Hocus Pocus, that's great. If they like Hocus Pocus and Hocus Pocus too, they're full of shit. <laughs> or they're these, they, or they they're lying to themselves as if they went, went through a traumatic experience. And they won't they, admit it. They just won't no, admit it, was, it. I just wanted. It's fine. I, I just wanted one of them out of however many. Hundreds of people are part of it. I just wanted to see one person post in this group that said, I was so disappointed. <laughs> like a very, yeah, very thoughtful person. Yeah, like, I was so disappointed. It, they could have done better. I mean, really, who was the movie for? Was it for adults who grew up watching it to share with their kids? I think that must have been what they were I going for. I think that's what they were going for. So it had enough of the little nostalgia for the adults, and it had the modern day 2022 Disney feel for the kids. Mm-hmm. And you could watch and enjoy. Mm. Well, we watched and we didn't. Yeah. Well, that about does her. All right. Pick another movie for next Wraps week. Wraps are all up. <laughs> so, I mean, okay. If you do want to continue making this podcast, which you were a little trepidatious about because you are... I'm not good at things like this. Well, <laughs> you're not you're not good at it. You're not natural at it. You don't want to do it. It's kind of the last thing you want to do, which is why I wanted to do this with you. Because there are, you know, it's the fact it's the, the man who doesn't least wants to be king is the best king. <laughs> Isn't that what they say? I guess. But I do enjoy my time with you. Yes. So. Likewise. So I don't know what I mean. For the future, I don't know what movies we could watch. I mean, this was kind of a unique situation where we both had a lot of memories tied to the first movie. And then from now on, I mean, there are movies that I'd love for you to see that I don't think you would ever think to watch. Well, there are many movies that you've given me that we, you have brought here and we've watched together that I never would have chosen. That's true. I, I, we had time and we watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I was yes. thrilled to sit down and watch that with you. That was terrific. Um. And then there are movies that, you know, I'm sure that I haven't seen that you feel very... Well, we could work our list and add to it. We can work on a list of, you know, Shana and I, we do the same thing. We have like a column of movies I've seen that I want her to see. She has Mm -hmm. a column of movies that she's seen that she wants me to see. Then we have a column of mutual movies like, oh, we both want to see that. And then there's a little column of, oh, we should rewatch that. Oh, yeah. So we'll think of something. I, I I really want to spring on you something that you would never think to watch. Some kind of on well, the I have edge, a list of movies disturbing you've given me that I, that I haven't been able to watch. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I do have a. They're up there on the chalkboard. I did. I wrote them down for you. I haven't watched them yet. You bitch. I want you to watch it with me. Well, okay. All right. Well. I kind of like what we watch together, and we pause, and we discuss. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun to do with, um, you, with you. It's really fun. It's funny. Like, I don't like doing that with anybody else. 
Shayna and I will sometimes pause and wa- while we're watching movies and talk about something, but it's, it, we don't do it when we watch together. We don't do it a lot, but every once in a while we pause it because we stare at one another and go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" Like, "Oh, did you catch that? Yeah, did you catch that?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's also it's hard to find movies for you that would really kind of impact you because you've read so many books. That you've read almost every story there is imaginable. <laughs> and it's like, whatever. Really, if I had invested in HBO and given them a list of books I'd read over the years, yeah. I would be like a millionaire. <laughs> so like some of the movies that and TV shows you watch, you probably think, oh, well, that's pretty good. But I've seen that same story done better, oh. written beautifully 50 years ago. Well, you know that, but... You know, now this has nothing to do with anything, but you have got to watch the first episode of Interview with a Vampire. Yes. So you got me into Interview with a Vampire and Anne Rice. I've read Interview with a Vampire. I've read Lestat and I still haven't read Queen of the Damned. That's the next one. But beautiful. You've read Anne Rice's entire bibliography. I have. And you um, you were a a fan of the books. You were a fan of the original movie with Tom Cruise and Brad Pitt. And now there's this series that she was behind, she right? She was behind before she passed away. Before she passed away. Uh, and, and, and I watched the first episode, so. I thought, okay, then, then I do want to watch that. I thought it was interesting how they, from watching the trailer, they changed time periods slightly. They changed um, how Louis, what he did for a living. Right, because in the in the book and in the original film, Louis was was a slave trader, or yeah. at least worked on a plantation. Well, his parent, in, his father owned his father a owned big it. plantation in in Louisiana. Yeah, they've, they've altered some things, and the they started out, and I don't I don't want to spoil it for any, for you, but it, this won't spoil it. In the movie and in the book, the original journalist is young. Mm-hmm. And in this, he looks up the journalist who is now very old with Parkinson's mm-hmm. and says, I don't like the tapes. I still have them. I want to do another interview. Oh. So they're setting it up in 2022. Wait a minute. So the the first interview has already occurred? And then the first... They, they, they if, if you think about it, let's... I'm trying to think. Lestat attacks the journalists at the end of it. So the tapes, the interview, the tapes, it never, he never publishes it. He doesn't turn the journalist into a... Speak more into the microphone. He doesn't turn the journalist into a vampire yeah. at the end of the book. He, but he makes sure that the story never gets published. Uh, okay. And so Interview with a Vampire on AMC starts with Louis. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I thought in Lestat, they established that the interview did come out and it did very well and Lestat became like this celebrity. That's what I remember reading in the book where it's like have- the book, it's sort of within the universe of Interview with a Vampire. The interview with the vampire well, came out as a book. I, I'm, I'm thinking Queen of the Damned, he becomes famous because he starts a rock band and decides to tell everybody he's a vampire right and he tells everybody that he's lestat because like now it, it, it interview with the vampire is louis yeah yeah but but anyway this, oh, well, anyway i'm getting this is how it starts he he sends this journalist mm-hmm. a note from louis does and has him brought to him 
And he's old. He's really old, and he has Parkinson's now. Okay. And Louis said, I, I, I want to do another interview. I don't, I, I don't like the way the tapes are, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. And then the journalist says, yeah, well, this time we're gonna, I'm going to ask just different questions. And then he shows the scar on his neck uh-huh. from Lestat. Um, but they, I think they're just changing the story to fit more in 2022, which kind of surprised me because Anne Rice was part of all this. Mm-hmm. So I'm... Well, I, I noticed, I mean, obviously one of the first things I noticed was that Louis was black. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, if that's... I'm, but then that made me think, well, that's kind of interesting because there were some black plantation owners and slave traders. Like, are they going that route? Yeah. But uh, no, I think they just shifted things forward like a couple decades. And he owns what looks like a casino or... he's a, He manages prostitutes. Oh, okay. He's a, a His family has lost their fortune. Okay. And and he's he's trying to rebuild the money. Okay. And his family resents how he's doing it because he's it's prostitutes and liquor and you know. Yeah, you know. is it like during prohibition also? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So they they moved the years up slightly. Yep. They moved it forward. And uh, All right. Well, what about the, the actor playing Louis? I mean, the actor playing Lestat, is he any good? Did he come up actually, yet? Actually, it was. He, yeah? It's, I, I, I liked him. I'm going to rewatch it because I was so excited to watch it that I didn't attend to all the details. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to rewatch it because I think he's doing, he's probably going to do a really good job. I mean, if AMC plays their cards right, they have like 10 seasons of this at least, don't they? Oh, well, I mean, the part book's of what just... Her son, who still runs her Facebook page, says that they've picked up all the the books oh that's good this i mean i've only read two so far but lestat was amazing i loved lestat's backstory and if they really get into that i'd be thrilled and then if they move on to the mayfair witches which crosses over into the vampires it's this yeah yeah it could go on forever i could maybe live long enough to see them all made (laughs) yeah that's a weird way to think (laughs) Because I'm not, you know, I'm not there yet. But I imagine if I was like 84 years old, I'd be like, am I going to be able to see the next Marvel movie? I think I think about that sometimes. Like, what if I was 89 and I was really into Harry Potter and then the I was waiting for the last book to come out. And it did. And you died. And I did. But I think maybe at that point, I just wouldn't. I'd be slowly letting go of earthly things that I wouldn't care. But then some people don't. They ho- they hang on. Mickey Rooney told a story once. I really? Read, I read somewhere, like you know, over the years, I must have read an interview where he talked about because he was such a reader mm-hmm. that he he was sad that he was he's he was getting older and not going to be able to read as many books as he wanted to read. That he had so little time left, yeah. and there were so many books. I mean, I'm this is the gist of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I probably read it ten years ago, but. What saddened him the most about getting older and approaching, you know, where he was going to die is that he had all these books he wanted to read and he was never going to get to them. I get that. I I definitely get that. That's really... And my to-be-read list is books are like (laughs) stacked up high. That just... Man, I'm just thinking of my spreadsheet now of movies that I've never seen. I know. We need to get on these things. That's right. Shana and I have a... We have the top 100 movies of all time, according to AFI, and we haven't... We've been watching them in order, and we stopped four years ago because the next one's Duck Soup. Oh. (laughs) 
Oh, the Marx Brothers. Oh. We did watch Night at the Opera, and we actually really liked that. But we can't, because we've enforced these rules on ourselves, we can't move forward with the top 100 list. you should only watch what you like. I mean, we did make an exception with um, Birth of a Nation. Do you know what that movie is? No, what? It's like a four-hour silent film about the Ku Klux Klan. Oh, who put this list together? No, it's the AFI. It's America. It's not just the Ku Klux Klan. I'm sure it's more involved than that. But it was like this classic. It's D.W. Griffith. This like classic silent film director, and it was. I think it was glorifying white supremacy. But it's but it's an important historical like you know artifact. I I guess if you there are a couple on there that are history things you, you know. know that's the thing that you want to learn about but really do yourself a favor read all the banned books before you start watching silent movies <sighs> yeah you know it's i feel really i feel buy all and, the banned books i feel <laughs> oh the banned books banned books the books that are being banned right now there's a there's a whole what, what books are being banned oh there's a whole list off the top of my head i can't think of it I have to look it up. Hmm. I mean, I'm sure like there are... I think 1984. <clears throat> Depending on what side of the aisle is banning them, there are probably different books. Like the right is banning different books well, than the, the left. I think Mockingbird's been banned. And, so, and I'm talking about in certain states, certain counties. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know. yeah. Depends but on what state it is. I, sure. When I read the list, I thought, I'm going to rush out and buy every single one of these books. Well, there's no way you won't be able to get them. Like, they'll always be on Amazon. You can still get Mein Kampf on well, Amazon. I just and that's wanted important. to support the books that were being banned. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Even if I buy them and i give them away to people that haven't read them yet because <laughs> I've, I've read most of them yeah yeah no to kill a mockingbird is fantastic yes one of the f- i've actually read that i read that in high school um well choose a new movie for next week why do i have to choose is there something that you well you let's both well, let, let's both make lists all right and then let's we'll, make a list and then we'll yes we'll let's make combine a them and see what's going on let's make a list this week um all right well i'm brandon hardesty and i'm his mom and i love you mom i love you b okay